Welcome to Casual Quest Masters, a casual master quest podcast. In this podcast, we'll follow the adventures of a group of characters who simply want to find their way in this world, but a more sinister plot is evolving around them. How will they fare? Let's find out today on Casual Master Quest. Get your dice ready because we are ready to roll another session of Casual Quest Masters. We are a D&D 5th edition live play adventure. Representing the team is Nick Hell Chody Mella. Hi, I play Vol Nightwalker Val Nugoni, and uh, he's hurt. Ready? Brandon Thresher. <laughs> uh, back door band on. <laughs> and yours truly is Knox. Uh... Uh, help the team get extra damage. I actually don't have anything to rhyme. Uh, the only person that actually didn't get hurt. Uh, and Glenn Houston, our dungeon master. Hi. Hi. Uh, he also took no damage. It felt I took like and zero. I never take damage. How about I tell you a puzzle and you take psychic damage? That's 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 the only way to do it. But it doesn't give me damage in game. <laughs> What is the difference between a duck and what? That's it. What is the difference between a duck? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just I just heard doo, 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 as uh, Glenn's mental computer just shuts down. So, uh. Let's get into it. Episode 25. Holy yeah. shit. Let's see uh, who gets to do the fun recap part. We are at our quarter centennial. Woo! Oh, now we're at quarter centennial. <laughs> Wait a minute here. Oh, thank God. I rolled a seven. I started sweating because Brandon uh, beat me. I rolled a five. Ooh. I'm like, oh shit! But Nick beat all of us. Is this three in a row? So, I rolled a one. That means... Critical failure, which means I <laughs> automatically do it. This is three weeks in a row, Nick. Oh no! Three weeks. Do I get triple inspiration? You get an extra inspiration point for the triple. Fuck down. yeah! What? Fuck yeah! Eat my ass! Oh no no! Here all we right. go! Here we go! You get an inspiration point, but so does everyone else. This is a team game. I don't like that. But they can share. You can share inspiration points. I don't like I don't that. Like that. <laughs> share the ass eating. There we go. Nick, I will support you as best as I can. By writing the intro. Previously on Casual Quest Masters. Brandon and Glenn decided that the stuff he was offering was too OP and backtracks a little bit. You can tell I didn't write this. They head further into the mountains after some minor sidetracking, a dream involving the Raven Queen and casually asking Knox to help her kidnap and interrogate the Traveler. <laughs> question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. The team reaches the village that has long since been abandoned. They find a lone Goliath child being slowly hunted down by a couple of frost giants, and the gang proceeds to fuck them up. And they get fucked up instead. Like, holy fuck, it was a one-way street to Poundtown, it hurt so bad. But we won. <laughs> You see, Conan <laughs> O'Brien is an excellent late night TV show, but without a script writers, he is nothing. 
a one way street to Poundtown. Holy fuck, that hurt. <laughs> Come on. That's that, just that, that's writing. All the subtext I see there is good combat encounter, Dungeon Master. So cool. Uh, yeah, that's up to the debate. Oh, man. Oh. Cool. So, yeah, I believe we ended at the end of combat, and the kid had run off, as far as you know. So, how many hit points are you all at? Eleven. Ten. Wait, I'm the healthiest one with full health? Cool. I'm at 38. I like to throw go, my dwarven wow. thrower at uh, Nox. Okay, roll the hit. Don't bring me down. <laughs> Don't bring me down, down, down. <clears throat> that would hurt. What'd you roll the hit? Uh, yeah. Huh? You rolled, so that means you did oh, it, I right? Know. I'm not. I was just curious. I'm not actually throwing it at him. Okay. It's okay. He would miss anyways with his 16. <laughs> I used oh. an inspiration point. I got a crit. I didn't hear you say inspiration for that. <laughs> anyway, uh, Magdor's yeah, laying in a thought, puddle bitch. of liquor, a puddle of ale. A puddle of ale. Oh, that's right. You're, yes, you're, uh, because he broke. started throwing rocks, so his alchemy jug broke. Yep. So he's oh no, Magdor's down broken. There. So also, yeah, I'd use unsettling vices on you in a heartbeat it's if like you try to throw that damn hammer at me. Ground, by the way. Yeah, Mixed with so my cold. blood and Vol's blood and ale and mud and rocks and Magdor's tears. <laughs> well, nothing uh, was gained, nothing was lost, was there today? <sighs> Here. <sighs> <sighs> oh god, there's ghosts. I'm ready, Fireball. <sighs> oh, uh. whoa, why do you keep sighing very oddly sexually? And then oh, we'll gosh. start walking around and looking around, looking for that kid specifically. Okay, go ahead and make a little perception check for me. The moonlight makes it so it's dim, so you'll still have disadvantage to look for the kid. Unless you're trying to listen for him, in which case you will not have disadvantage. So you said <clears> I had disadvantage? If you're looking, yes. If you're listening, no. Okay, I rolled a 19. Great, yeah, you hear some shuffling behind, because um, remember I said you guys were looking between two houses and there was a well mm. that he was hiding behind originally? Um, and he scurried off to the to your left as the battle started. Uh, there's a house, uh, well, half of a house there. Uh, one of the boulders that was similarly chucked at you had, had rolled through this house, and you hear um, a bit of wood fall to the ground inside of the remnants of that house. Come on out, child. We somehow killed them, but, uh... Hi. I'm a Valandagoni, if that helps. Make a persuasion check with advantage. I was about <laughs> to shout from the background, Really persuasive, bull? Guide. Well, lucky I had advantage, because I rolled in 19. Great, yeah, the kid pops uh, their head up. And you can see that they're probably about nine years old you recognize age oh gosh, a little a easier um uh but it is a little girl because early on they don't in your village like 
show any sort of favoritism between the sexes and everybody shaves their heads <clears throat> for the most part until they're older when they're allowed to kind of make more personal choices about their aesthetic. Uh, this is 2020. And she uh, pokes her head up and kind of slowly comes out. Um, and you can see that she's holding. And you didn't see this before because it was dark and there was fucking frost giants and you were fighting. She's holding she's her right packing. arm and it's bleeding pretty heavily pretty profusely and it's kind of looks like it's most likely busted up pretty bad but you can't tell for sure at this distance and she comes out and in giant she says are you really a Val Nagoni? yes and then both my uh, I'm gonna pull out both my dagger and my short sword because <clears throat> short sword is a uh, family heirloom mm-hmm her the symbol on it. She comes out and uh, holds her arm and uh, she says, I think it's broken. Come, let's see if our uh, my cleric, my dwarf friend over here can uh, help you with that. I think at this point it, my haste spell would end after it's been a minute. Mm-hmm. So, both y'all are suddenly exhausted for a second here. <laughs> Hence the panting. <clears throat> ah, ah! You're panting really fast. Now you're panting. Okay. Um. Uh, and then yeah, I'm gonna she, like I, I, sort of if she's willing to come. I'm not gonna like like. She's coming with you, but she seems very wary of outsiders. Um, even though you don't look like a Val Nugoni, you are a Goliath, and you've provided proof, so she trusts you somewhat. Uh, but it's obvious as she kind of uses you as kind of like visual cover from them and mm. seems wary of coming up to them. Backdoor. Uh, I'm gonna kinda <laughs> squat down next to Magdor. Why is that tiny why is that tiny boy crying? Uh he lost she his beer. She says this in giant, just in case you guys reply back. She he lost his beer. It was a magical jug that gave him a supply of beer. We have one of those. Magdor immediately just perks up. You oh wait, no giant. giant, no giant. Never mind, Magdor's... <laughs> uh... I'm trying to put like the pieces back together. I don't know mending and it wouldn't work anyways, but I'm like, it's okay, Magdor. I, I want the mayonnaise. It's Mag- gonna they be said- fine. <laughs> Magdor, they said they have some ale. Magdor, Magdor's wheels kind of quiet down a little bit, but he, he's still upset. He uh? said, uh, if, if, if you could help her, her arm looks pretty busted. Um, she'll help us out. Magdor is going to drink. Uh, he's like going beer slushies? To, What's yeah, going on here? He's going to slurp the ground. It's like Garfield with a Zanya, except it's any alcohol you can find in the house. <clears throat> and, what do you guys uh, passive perceptions to? So I know. I'm just going to write them dog down. Dog shit. So I don't have to ask. 13. 21. 11. Okay. All right. But yeah, so Magdor's going to slurp up some of the slushy and vomit. Um, and then <laughs> stand up with a beard caked and... Uh, everything pretty much blood 
ale vomit. He's gonna Cheers. walk up to this little girl, uh, who's probably the same size as him, height wise. She's like five four, five five. <clears throat> so yeah. And uh, oh no, I'm four six. Oh god, she's taller than me. She's and like he's nine or look, ten years old. <laughs> and he's gonna look up and say, <clears throat> "You said you've got ale." She looks at Vol. And you remember, Vol, that, like, you didn't fully understand Common until you spent more time outside of your village. So, <laughs> she yeah. probably doesn't know what he's saying. Um, I'm gonna look at him and go, uh, he's asking if, if uh, you have any stores of ale. I think so. I would have to ask the elder. I, I'm gonna look at the girl and in, in, in Dwarvish say, do you speak Dwarvish, then? So I'm, it looks like I'm the trainer. Says she's uh, had to get what? permission from the elders, but it's possible. What do the, uh, what's the tree coverage looking like over here? Like, we went through a bunch of trees earlier. Are they, like, <clears throat> pine trees? Uh, evergreens or whatnot? Yeah, they're or... coniferous, yeah. So there is a decent amount of, like, pine, evergreen, that sort of, you know, mountainous high-altitude trees uh, that look like they were probably planted here on purpose as sort of a windbreak on the edge of the village. Um, nice, smart. Yeah. Uh, asking for a friend, what is the size comparison between those trees and, say, one of the frost giants? Um, The village has been here for a while, so the trees are pretty tall. I would say the tallest one's pushing about 40 feet. Um, and so the tallest, I think the frost giant was pushing 20, uh, frost giants were pushed like a 17 or 18 feet. So they were about half as tall as the tallest trees that are around the village. And some of them hmm. do, of note are destroyed and knocked over, uh, just like the, some of the houses. So they were not immune any to the cliffs? damage. Um, Is there any cliffs? Not that you can see, um, on the far no, no edge of this spots. valley, you can see that there is the start of another looks like probably more natural forest that leads further into the valley because this is kind of like the tip of it um but around you it's just a lot of so yes cliffs upwards but not cliffs off that you can see okay uh i realize uh frost giants <laughs> how, how much do you think a frost giant would weigh uh Probably more than 500 pounds. I'm going to oh, yeah. take a guess and say, oh, yeah. So I'm not going to be levitating them uh, out of <laughs> here anytime soon, but uh, I'm just going to go over there and make sure they are, in fact, dead as okay. shit. How? Uh, I'm going to stand up on one okay. and uh, turn its uh, stomach into a trampoline for a second. Just uh, cartoon style. Make sure it's Jump dead. Jump on it. Yeah, it doesn't move. Okay. Uh and then uh, lastly, I'll shoot a fireball to each of their faces. Cool. Yeah. Uh, their face is smaller a bit as you probably try and hit them near the eye or the temple or something. That absolutely confirms. If there was, they do move a little bit, but you're pro. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, if you hit something in the brain <laughs> I, when it's close to they, dead or, you know, hit something in the brain, it's usually going to move a little bit. They start jerking a little bit from rigor mortis. <laughs> mortis and I'm like, ah, ah. Oh. <laughs> Then nice. I, I, and the girl kind of I'm hides at the at the side of the giant moving behind Vol again. Nox. 
Just... Anyways. Magdor. Mag- Magdor's going to walk up and it not really understand that she's hiding from him or from Knox and just walk up to her and say to her, uh, Alright, let me see your arm. And then... Gonna look at her and then Giant say, It's okay. He's, he's healed plenty of my wounds. He just wants to... And uh, as you start to assure her, you see um, from behind the bushes and trees that Magdor is in front of, you see me. You see um, a figure crouching, moving through the bushes towards you. Um, in the shadows, you can't exactly make out what they're wearing, but they are humanoid and quite tall, not giant height. And then as you notice this, you feel a cold blade on your neck. And you hear a voice in Giant say, Move and die, stranger. A familiar do face. I, where do I see? Cause I, oh, was you, I looking at full? Uh, your passive didn't notice any of this. <laughs> right, but the guy that's up against Vol now, I notice the Oh, blade, now right? you notice. Yeah, you absolutely yeah. do. You see the guy that threw you, Trod. Yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> and I'm gonna look up I'm gonna look up at him and say Fuck And you see his face kind of look concerned or recognizing I don't know how to say it. He seems confused at the sound of your voice and he says and he looks a little closer and says Are you the dwarf I threw? He is indeed And then he he uh, turns his blade flat and uses it to put like turn your cheek towards his, and he says, "Brother," and he just like grabs you. One way to invite me back as I uh, welcome me back as I uh, hug him, return the embrace. <laughs> and the I girl looks the, uh, very confused. She's like, the village. Uh, the village defenders haven't uh, uh, stopped doing their job. Oh no. Uh, we, uh, little troublemaker here got out of our makeshift camp and decided she wanted to come back for something to the village. Uh, we're actually set up in the forest for now. <clears throat> well, uh, I'm glad we got here in time then. Yeah. He was just about to heal her. It looks like she busted her arm. He was about to heal her. And I'm gonna yeah. hold up my metal arm and say, because, you know, I've been great at healing arms. <laughs> well, as good as it is to see you, uh, I think it's better if we just go back to the village right of course. now. Of course. What? Um, I don't know if they're Wait. going to be coming back anytime soon. Wait, and uh, Magdor's gonna go and see the pile of uh, ceramic that Knox was attempting to, and he's just gonna scoop all of it up and carry it with him. Carry what? The the, the remnants of ceramics, the... the old alchemy jug. Oh, you're gonna grab all the pieces of the alchemy jug. Love it. Uh, yeah. Uh, go ahead and make. Um, this is gonna be like a perception check just to see if you can locate all of the pieces real quick. Could it be with assistance since Knox has already piled them up? Sure. Yeah, so All go right. ahead and do it with advantage, as if you got. Yeah, that'll work. The perception. Yeah, I'm helping. 
Oh, I rolled a nat 20. Nice. Without advantage. <laughs> nice. So yeah, you absolutely are able to get all of the pieces. You are 100% sure of this alchemy jug. If you can meet somebody of the enchanting variety, they may be able to reform it for you. Um, but the even if they quest. can't, somebody with the mending spell <laughs> could at very least make it into a functioning jug again. Oh, yeah. I, I plan on doing that. I have mending. So as we're walking, can I do that or does it need to oh. be set down? Yeah, no, you're fine. You, it's one of those things where like you can put all the pieces into like your bag and then pull the pieces out as you're walking and then go oh these fit together and then mend and then you know try and find the next piece that sort of thing all right so as we're walking you're gonna see me mending this jug and then once it's fully back together you see me pop open a cork and like try to drink and then just kind of stand there and stop walking for a second the cool mountain air blows over some of the holes and makes an interesting kind of like sound but it doesn't you fixed it no, I didn't. I gotta just throw it above my head. And, uh... Yeah, no, I'm not gonna smash it. He he throws it above his head and he stops. Look, it's, it's like when you gotta sacrifice your child, but you just can't bring yourself to it. Hmm. This one can't go to the alligators. I, I, would, I would hope nobody would be able to bring themselves to do it. Yeah. He'll become the next well, child Abraham of Isaac, Egypt though. instead. <clears throat> and so I just kind of hold this jug above my head and then just dejectedly, like, drop my arms. Don't worry, right, Andor. Let's go. And Trout says, what's wrong with the dwarf? His, uh, his, uh, magic jug got smashed in the fight with those trolls, so now it no longer produces any ale. Huh. Well, the shaman might be able to help him. Hmm. Nice reward for uh, saving uh, this little one, eh, Magdor? Yes, uh, can your friend fix her arm before we begin and leave? Yes, And you at Magdor? this point also realize that there are four other Valnagoni, um, like, hunters here that have, that were coming out here to find her. That had kind of surrounded you, not being really sure of who you were initially. Oh, wow, Goliath's everywhere. <clears throat> uh, is this the welcoming committee? Hello. Uh, the, uh... Oh, I'm sorry. Bonjour. I'm gonna try to speak giant, even though I have no idea what the hell. Um. You remember Trod's so common. Uh, Magdor's <laughs> going to hold out his arm towards the girl and uh, see if she, you know, her arm, her broken arm. She kind of moves it forward towards you. And you can see and absolutely, it looks like some, like right around the elbow, the actual joint itself, it looks like the elbow itself has been busted up, and that's why she's not moving it at all. Has it broken skin, or...? Uh, you can't see bones coming out, but the elbow, you know, that, that actual point that you see, the, the profile, there is no bone. It's like the bone itself has been crushed in or busted in a way that it's not in the right place. Oh so my. Would Magdor know what's wrong from looking at it? Is it something he can uh, heal the spell or something that needs time? Uh, you could make a medicine check or okay. you could do uh, yeah, do a medicine check to determine if you can help this at all. Roll to 14. Yeah, it probably needs magic if you want to fix it right now. And it's possible, for sure. Alright, well, I'm going to do... <clears throat> I 
Yeah, I'm going to do prayer of healing. This will okay. take a couple minutes. Because uh, it's a ten minute cast time. And you see and, Rod uh, look off and tell the other hunters in quiet hand signals to go around and keep an eye out for anybody coming in on you guys. And he waits patiently. And uh, while I'm channeling this, I'm going to do it for me, Vol, and the girl. And, uh, oh, I can cast at a higher level. <gasps> I'm going to cast at third level. We're all getting fucking healed. For 12 HP. Sweet. Yeah, she, uh, you are able to fix it entirely. Um, seems as though she was not superbly constitutionist. I don't know. Constitutionist. Const Const she didn't have a lot of hit points. <laughs> Constitutionists. Um, and, uh, and... Is that where you can be really well? Fragile, like, XP Constitutionalists. Constitutional. <laughs> Democracy. Woo! Uh, yeah, no, she, she seems to feel a lot better, and through those ten minutes, you kind of see it. Despite the fact that it's, like, reforming her bones and muscle, uh, it doesn't seem to hurt her, um, as the magic itself kind of helps to take that pain away as well um and it just kind of reforms and then at the end of it she like, like cautiously bends it and then looks at you like super happily and just gives you a giant hug no pun intended literally he is a tall child <laughs> <laughs> i think uh job magdor i think we're all set to start moving out now Rod. of course if you are Yeah, let's let's go. I'm gonna look back at Knox and say, "Thanks for getting this all together for me." I'm gonna hold up I the empty jug. I know how important it is to you, Magdor. Are I'm gonna look at Vol and Magdor and see that they're probably still a little beat up, just a little bit. And I'm gonna just kind of say over towards uh, Trod's direction, like, "Is there any threats on your the way back to the encampment?" trod i don't think so we did encounter any resistance on the way out but that doesn't mean there won't be well i guess it only matters how many ohms there are before we have to worry about something like that sorry i'm looks confused. like oh, oh. ohms i he says doc says things sometimes i don't even understand OM, other monsters. Oh my gosh, uh, he doesn't get it. Uh, okay. Alright, let's... Uh... It should be safe, though, if you are worried about... We know the safest path. Especially now that yeah. there's uh, the uh, the village uh, welcoming committee came out in full force, I think we'll be okay. Well, this is uh, most of what is left. Go see how we can help. Yeah. Be ready, brother. Mm-hmm. And he uh, uh -oh. and he nods off to you and starts to lead off. Uh, looks like to the south, or I guess northwest is the direction. Yeah, Vol's gonna follow. <laughs> I'm gonna follow as well. 
I'm continuing to follow. <laughs> okay, yeah, so... Uh, forgive me, I didn't realize I needed to confirm. Yeah, no, I break off and I find the nearest cliff to see if I can fly. <laughs> okay, your choice. Your choices have value and meaning. Uh, there is uh, not a cliff on the way there, because it's just kind of open plain until you get to this forest. Um, and you're there. in a valley, so... Um, like I said, if you want to go up... <laughs> To find a cliff, you absolutely could. Or to jump down in, maybe? I don't know. But, like, from this point, it's going to be hard to find a cliff. Uh, but you eventually, about ten minutes of kind of, like, decent-paced jogging, find your way into this village. Um, and they, you can tell they're slowing their pace up just because dwarves have short legs, and they don't. So they uh, they are conscientious of the fact that they're running with A, a child, and B, someone who is literally smaller in stature than them so but they are cautious you can see that that group of other hunters that he had positioned told to you know watch the village are also similarly kind of like circling around you as you guys move um watching from further away for different threats kind of at times it's even hard to see where they are as they are trying to mask their presence um to make sure that they can get the jump on any sub anybody that would try to attack you. Uh, and eventually you find your way into the forest, um, and it's dark. Um, and as you enter the village, uh, or as you enter the forest, uh, eventually you start to see the dim reflection of fire, um, like campfire or torchlight on some of the trees after a few minutes of travel through the thick coniferous woods. And uh, eventually you find your way into... Uh, what well, looks like a makeshift camp of sorts. It looks like because there was times when your 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 hunters would go and track different herds of creatures during different seasons, and they would bring with them animal skin tents and teepees, wigwams, things that were uh, portable. Um, and it looks like these have now become home. For the time being as they've set them up somewhere deep in the forest safe from prying eyes um as you didn't notice this light from outside nor from above when you were coming into the valley seems as though they masked their presence pretty well um and there's probably only like 15 people in the village that you can see um a few children a couple other people that are milling about eating food a couple people on watch as you enter um, all of them kind of eyeing you specifically, oddly, full. Um, but all of you get odd looks. <laughs> all of you. But you, oh, specifically, cider. there's a little bit of, there's a, I, I, there's a little bit of poison in their stare. As you oh, man. Enter. Did we start hearing the song from The Lion King 2? Yeah, Exile? Oh. oh, no. I don't remember it, but... <laughs> Magdor's Deception. Magdor's going to uh, kind of ignore the stairs and just kind of say out loud, I'll need some ale. And uh, you guys kind of realize you didn't notice it too much, but Magdor has always been drinking from his jug, which is why he hasn't been going to the tavern as much lately and uh, hasn't been asking for ale. But now that he doesn't have it, that's what he wants. He needs it now. I have an alcohol issue and I need booze now. 
brother, I know, I know we came to help. Uh, would you happen to have any? We have some, but we tend to leave it for when folks get hurt and they must be worked on to numb the pain. Magdor is going to take his arm off. Something we use for pleasure. Hmm. Magdor is scarcely holding his arm in his hand. Magdor, do you need the ale? Or do you want the ale? Yes. And Volt. Trod comes in front of you and kneels down and says, This is a demon you will have to defeat yourself. Right now we cannot help you. I thank you for See, saving her, and the shaman will do what they can to repair your jug. But I can't Magdor's eyes anything. well up. Um, but just don't so, pay mind to so him. So much loss today. And I would More have said you that can in imagine, giant. friend. What'd you say? In uh, giant? Don't don't pay any attention to him. Just let them know that you just ignore him. He'll he'll get over it eventually. I think it's time you said hello to father and mother. What is he saying, Volf? When am I gonna meet my grandparents? Who's still in giant? Should should we bring them? It should be noted that he is speaking in common. He. He's trying oh, to be okay. amiable yeah. to the outsiders because he knows that you guys don't speak giant. But from what it's worth, Trod is, yeah. I was waiting for it. I never wasn't sure if you like if this was like an Algeria situation. It's like, how dare you speak to me in Elvish? I'm all <laughs> inclusive. I'm glad Trod is too. Trod is, Trot is trying to be. It seems like he's probably one of the outliers here, as he is not staring daggers into you. Um, but he. he what did you say? You said pay no mind to him, right? Yeah, that would have been to specifically about Magda, that would have been in giant. In but giant, then, okay. Yeah, but then now then moving says, forward, then he's probably going to be in common. Your friends should come with you, as I think I think you will need the support. Alright. And he okay. says, go. And to the fire, he tells the child who just got her broken arm fixed. And she starts to go off into the forest to get firewood. <clears throat> All right, I'm well. gonna leap at Trod. Nox you... is gonna jump at Trod. Jump at him? Yes, I'm gonna shout, "Uncle Trod!" And I'm gonna jump at him. And he like gets in a defensive stance. Um, and like catch me in like slow motion, just catch me. And he puts his hand oh, out shit. on your face and keeps you from catch getting close to him. <laughs> Not like forcefully; it's just like holds you at a distance. He's just like, "What is this?" He's trying to embrace I, you. Oh, I think what would have happened the then is I jump at okay. him and he clotheslines me with uh, his one hand. <laughs> so it's just like whoosh! I immediately go horizontal into the snow. <laughs> Uh, no, no, here. Uh, I forgot the hugs. I, I, I hugged you because this ah. seems common practice, and he puts his hand down to help you up. 
My now. <laughs> if if I beat you arm wrestling, can I have some mail? You have to use your real arm, not the metal one. That's fair. After we visit the chieftain. But why? Because it is more important than your alcohol. Magda's gonna huff. <laughs> Alright, let's get this uh let's get this over with. I may not be the chieftain, but if you were unaware of our practices, the chieftain is the most respected member of our tribe, so please show respect. You hear as I like uh as Knox puts their nose back in place from getting like it's like that scene from where uh, Tosh uh, tries to run into Mike Tyson's arm, essentially, and he just gets clobbered in the process. <laughs> uh, and so, or was it Steve-O? I don't remember who it was. Uh, sure. I think as a result, they fell and broke their arm uh, because of it. But uh, great, great moment in history. Anyways, uh, yeah, I, Knox would accept Trod's arm up. And, uh, and what is Trod doing awkward, at this point? He gives you an awkward hug, he says. It is good to see you. Uncle Trod. Let us let us go now. As we walk, Magdor's going to remember uh, his history with names, so he's going to ask Trod, uh, so what do we call them? Uh, my mother's name is Alani Skullcrusher, and my father's name is Goruk Giant Slayer. Wait, your 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 parents are the chieftains? My mother was. <laughs> Nox makes a face over at Vol. My as, father has taken on the mantle. <clears throat> as we'd be wa walking, you'd probably see Vol stressing out. He was not wanting to do this. He forgot completely in in the uh, race to help his brother and his village that he would have to face his parents again. Okay, go ahead and make a... Are you trying to hide these feelings? Probably not. Probably not? Okay. And your brother, being relatively in tune with how you're feeling, understanding what emotions you might be going through, looks at you and uh, clasps you like by the back of the skull and partially on the cheek and gets close to you as you do want to share air as a sign of respect and, and closeness. And he says... This is important, brother. You will be fine. I know. Came back to help. I just forgot about them. Your value did not end when you left the village. Know that. Now come. Do this. And then as we're I going, like I'm trod. gonna turn around or to look at Magdor and Knox. And not say or do anything, but just turn and look at them and then continue moving on. Magdor, I think Vol's scared. Aye. He's got low health right now. I, I, I don't think that's the problem. Well, maybe I actually... Uh, I, how, how, how do people who've been exiled say hello to each other when they meet? Magdor's going to kind of take a step back. He was going to make a joke and then realized he's exiled himself. And then just kind of look down 
at the alchemy jug he's holding and look up and I, I don't know and then continue on oh struck <laughs> a nerve and in Magdor alright so Trod leads you to the larger tent um, near the center of all these different you know animal skins tents teepees wigwams whatever you want to call them each one with a small hole in the top and a little bit of smoke rising out of each one. Um, and he pulls the, the flap open on the front and says, Enter. All right. And then Walt's going to say, Nox is gonna shimmy inside. Uh, they realize at this point that they need to make a good first impression uh, because this is the first time they're meeting their grandparents. So they're gonna be quiet for the time <clears throat> being. And Magdor slowly shuffles in, still thinking about what Nox has said. Makes pretty pointed eye contact with each of you as you go in, giving you a nod. Um, and then you've you hear the flap close behind you, and in front of you, you see this one's a circular uh, tent, and there's a pit that's been dug into the ground a little bit with uh, some like a circle in the whole room. On the back end of the room, it looks like uh, there is like a decent size um, bed, um, and one person is lying in the bed with another person sitting next to it um, on the bed. Um, the one in the bed, their face is pale, flowers held in their hands. Um, incense fills the air, and uh, from the bed you see your father look up at you, but your mother's eyes do not open. And he looks up at you. Uh, Vol at that point would probably kneel head down not saying anything yet and then his eyes as his son has now kneeled looked at each one of you Magdor doesn't blink Magdor is going to look over at uh, Bull and realize what's happening and kneel as well Nox then realizes that they should probably kneel, so they do as well. And as you kneel, he stands up and walks towards you. On his back across it, uh, he has a giant sword that's probably about seven feet tall. Um, looks like it's made of bone. Uh, and he leans it up against the side of the tent walks towards you and stands at least eight and a half feet tall with scars all over his body Jesus and uh, some like uh, tattoos of different sort of tribal symbols that you would recognize that stand for different trials tribulations life events things like that whole um, and he looks much older than the last time you saw him as it's been many years and uh, he stands directly in front of you, kneeling with your eyes down. And he says, what do you want? 
I came to help. What would you do? Help you with the trolls, like we did back in the village with the girl who went missing. That's why I came with my, uh... You slayed two frost giants? Three of us did, yes. Stand up. Stand up. And curiously, you don't stand that much shorter than this man, and he looks at you curiously, and he says, I think exile might have been good for you. Well, I left with an injury, and, uh, you know, that can be most don't survive, but I managed to survive, and I am to help. I got Trod's letter. Perhaps it's just my old age. Perhaps it is... <sighs> too much happening right now. I am happy to see you. And I welcome you home. And he brings you in close. Similar to your brother. With his hand around your head. Oh, his eyes closed. Kid. Yes! Yes! Okay. No, Noxigan's uh, vibrating. <laughs> just palpably <laughs> buzzing in the corner like a phone. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, then he, he says, as he pulls away, he says, unfortunately, I'm sure you got as, here as quickly as you could, but yesterday, your mother was she was killed. Vol's gonna. <clears throat> uh, what would Vol do? He'd uh, leave and go around and uh, kneel beside where his mother is lying. Kind of stay there for a few moments. She looks peaceful. What are you guys doing, Magdor? I Knox? think of this. Mag you, Magdor, you first. <laughs> Magdor is still kneeling. Um, he's thinking about how if he didn't waste as much time in Luskin or on the road or in the boat, how they could have gotten there a day sooner and he could have healed her wounds. So he's still kneeling on the ground. Nox is done kneeling at that point when they hear those words, but they sit in like a, a cross-legged position. And uh, just kind of like arms crossed, uh, deep in thought at these words, uh, just like crunching timetables. Uh, a similar thing as Magdor, except of instead of blaming himself at this point, he's like getting 
a little flustered with others. Uh, they're also thinking about if there's anything they could possibly do with the help of the goddess of death on their side, uh, as well as the traveler. And uh, they're just, you know, contemplating in thought at this point. But Nox doesn't say anything. And you hear a voice in your head as you contemplate this. And it says... Oh boy. You can save her. She Backdoor looks over back. at Nox making that noise. Huh? And she will be my Sorry, servant, I, I but she will be alive. No, mother, uh, I think she served her purpose. I want her. Well, how's it feel to want? I wanted the staff of power last night and I got squat. Is it just dead silent after that? Yep. Well, that's it for my scene then. Jeez. <laughs> okay. I'll start uh, making a new character as I uh, get sucked into the void. <laughs> you just watch, you see Doc slowly shrinking and shrinking, and all of a sudden it just turns into a miniature dark hole, like an apparition in Harry Potter, and Nox is gone. <laughs> All right. I'm assuming Knox uh, isn't actually gone. Uh, no, he's not. Magdor's but he did make that to, sound, as far as I know. <laughs> Magdor's going ah. to finally stand up and walk over to Vol and put his uh, arm on as his you shoulder. Put your, as you stand and walk towards him, uh, uh, Goruk puts his hand in front of you and just... He says, give him time. He needs us. Right now, he needs to deal with seeing his mother for the first time in many years. He will need you, but give him a moment. Magdor's going to just stand there. And he nods at you, recognizing and respecting that you give your friend a little bit of space right now. And he he nods it to you in, you know, confirmation in... He appreciates it. It's obvious at that point. Uh, well, I'm gonna... Yes. What are you doing? Um. <clears throat> Vol's probably just more remembering and paying his respects of, uh, you know, growing up and stuff, and as not so nice as it was being exiled, you know, uh, given Goliaths, he understood that it needed to be done, and, uh, I guess more than anything, Vol is, um, um, what's, what's the right word to put it? Maybe grateful? Mm. And then uh, he stands up and without looking at anybody specifically, he says, uh, she led the village well, didn't she? Your father looks at you and nods. And you do remember when she exiled you. Um, you never saw her show a sign of weakness. But the one 
sign of quote-unquote weakness that she showed in Goliath culture was in the moment that she stared at you and told you those words that you would not be allowed back. Uh, a single tear welled and then fell and she quickly wiped it away. That was the one sign of weakness that you saw from your mother and in that moment you realize how much she probably hated that. But it was hard to see being told by your family that you were going to have to leave forever. Um, but she looks peaceful now. What's, uh... What's the plan? Slaughtering the giants? Killing the dragon? We lived in peace, I don't know why. They decided to attack us. They had their territory, we had ours, and then this dragon came in. It's Cryovane, they call him. Cryovane. Okay, well... It's my blood boil. But unfortunately, he and his lackey giants have killed so many of my hunters that we can do nothing more than provide and protect for the village. Well, we are here to help now, and I'm sure... We could think of something. I'm gonna message Vol and ask, am I allowed to talk now? Um... Yeah, at that point, Vol would have looked at Nox and nodded. And uh, during this converse, this initial this this discourse back and forth between you two, Vol, he would have gone around the fire in the center of the room and sat down and uh, made it obvious that you know if you would like to join him around the fire, you absolutely could. Yeah, when he sat down, Vol would have started uh, making something a little bit more comfortable, taking up. Probably not opposite him, not next to him, but like kind of in between. Oh, a quarter of a way around a circle? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Magdor, Nox? Nox would Nox would try to approach this hulking Goliath. Uh, mind you, I think at this point he's facing the fire away from me, but I would walk up, uh, try to keep within like his peripheral. Uh, that way I don't get, like, judo tossed into the fire or some shit. And, uh, <laughs> they are good at throwing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I go, uh, I am Vol's ward, so by extension, I think that makes you my grandfather. It's a pleasure to meet you. I, I also killed a I have a giant. grandson? And he looks I, at Vol. I apologize. This is Magdor. How did this come to be? He does not look like a Goliath. I what is this ward you... word? Do you want me to be a Goliath? Because I can. Don't do it. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm don't. saying this like Hinata. Like, if you want me Naruto Kun, I can turn into a giant for you. Um. <laughs> When I when I joined uh, the world, I uh, and I was able to do things. I made use of uh, my stature as a being larger than most others and uh, provided services for uh, you larger the people. than most. Oh yeah, most of them are not as not much taller than uh, Nox here. 
Huh. And I'm the runt of the family. Um, yes. And You still uh, have grown some, and I am quite impressed. Well, I guess... I guess I didn't finish growing, but during one of my jobs, I was meant to protect a uh, caravan, and we were attacked, and in the midst of all of that, uh, found him alone. And so I took him. You brought him in as one of your own and raised him? Tried to, yes. Yeah, what form are you in, Nox? I'm in Mary form, so okay. the half elf. You raised uh, her form. Huh. Yes. She is. Uh, oh, and at this point, very, um, sorry, Vol little have, stringy, uh, and he like lifts your arm up and like feels your bicep, like, and he says, "A little stringy." <laughs> why? Wow. Why does <laughs> like? Why do you make noise just, of sheep? Uh, defensively, like when he grabs my arm, it turns to jello. <laughs> So it's like he squeezed Play-Doh. What is wrong with her? Um, Nox is, is right. Is a being that can change forms freely. Or at and least at that she point, can become a wolf or a dragon. No, not not in me. that case. I need to see this. Uh, more like a a doppelganger. Uh, they can. Don't, don't worry though, Vol. I'll be able to turn into a dragon soon enough. Just give me a Did little time. Did you look time. like me? This would be Boy, most. Can I? This would be most amusing. Please, become me. <laughs> He's saying this almost uh, as a challenge because it seems like he doesn't believe you. You fool! As I like put my shield and staff to the side, I pull like that one string that drops the entire thing of clothing. Because if I turn into a Goliath, I'm gonna rip all my clothes like the Hulk. So, <laughs> like. Right when I do that, all the clothes drop as I turn into my changeling form, and suddenly I look like Nox, and I go, oh wait, I I don't have to see my form, and uh, I'm going to turn into Grandfather, except uh, Stark Naked, Kendall. And probably not as tall, but yeah. yeah. And, at, <laughs> and at that point, when the, the all the clothes drop, I would imagine Twilight would peek their head out. And then I'd beckon it to come to me. Twilight does that. And your father's face, for the first time in your life, is completely flabbergasted. He goes, I str- I This do a is Colonel astonishing. Armstrong pose. Ha-ha. And he feels your arms. And he says, This muscle feels real. Are you strong? No can, we res- can we wrestle? And he like gets ready. Could no, we fight? No, no. You, no, you don't want to do that. Are you challenging me? Nox, you don't want to die. Um, only the form changes, but the strength doesn't actually change. So he has the strength mm. of that string bean thing with the, the visage of me? Yes. Amazing. And he, like, feels your face and, like, pulls your cheek a little bit. He's like, you know that scene in Hook where the kid's looking for Peter? And Peter Banning, and he's like feeling his face and moving it around. He's doing that with I'm like gonna, different parts of your body. And I'm gonna try to uh, when he does that. I'm gonna try to put him into an arm lock, which I cannot hold for more than half a second. But <laughs> I'm gonna. That's an athletics like, check. Not, 
I was hoping to say that I was just moving his arms around because he's attempting to grapple me by the face, but sure. Well, I mean, he's not grappling inherently holds you in one place. It's forceful. He's just like, like feeling you. Prodding. Okay. I got a plus zero. Let's see what happens. Yeah. yeah I, got a t I got a two. A solid two. Okay. He just kind of like playfully bats it away and continues to feel. <laughs> Doesn't even notice his <laughs> reflex. Like, wow. Can you change as well, dwarf? Uh, no, but I can beat you wrestling. I doubt it. No, but, but this is Magdor, not the time uh, for wrestling. Aren't you? Aren't you wearing your cloak? Oh, uh, yeah. And Magdor's going to think about the most important thing to him right now, and say Rudabega, <laughs> and he's going to look like a jug of alchemy. <laughs> With his, with his head just sticking out the top spout. So it's a bigger That's jug of alchemy. But it is a jug of alchemy. And you have your head popped out of the top? Or do you want to, like, drop in yeah. and have yeah, the lady on top of your head? Okay, and he you says... You pour four gallons of me. goes close to you and hits it, but it feels fleshy. He knocks on it, he says... You have some odd friends, son. Not friends. That's, That's a story so, for another time. One of the biggest problems, if we can get back to business, yes, with what's happened. And I put my clothes back on. Please do. Thank God, it's cold as shit. And uh, I'm gonna turn back into Knox form, dress up, and then airbag myself back into uh, Mary form. Okay. Fucking <laughs> <Like an> inflatable, <laughs> wacky inflatable guy. So you're just really thin and whoop. Fills out the clothes. That's the visual, right? Yes. I love it. Oh, I just imagine awesome. the sound. <laughs> you actually do that too. You put your own thumb in your thing and go. <laughs> <laughs> and it fills up. And he still looks confused, but he says, uh, on top of the destruction of the village and the loss of our chieftain, um, they have stolen something quite important to us when they yes, raided the, the village. Yes, the life of grandmother, and we'll kill them for that. I said other than the loss of our chieftain. Oh, this is awkward. Uh, Nox would shut up for the next three minutes exactly. <laughs> he says, uh, the, you remember the, the gem, the gem of power, which we used to Keep fires, light the night. Um, Magdor is even going had to, healing properties. Magdor is going to look at Vol and be like, "Oh, that's like the gym you need for your dagger." And then the moment um, Garuk and Magdor say this, Vol's gonna have like flashbacks to his dagger, and then what Brandon said, and then also he hadn't he'd forgotten about this gem. Uh, and then w when they both say that, Vol's gonna pull out his dagger and be like, wouldn't happen to fit into this perfectly, would it? Where did you find that? Hey, you're not gonna believe me, I just found it. I found it in a, in a small little, in a small little shop. It was just lying there. May I see the weapon? Of course, and I'm gonna hand it over. And he just kind of holds it in his giant hands. <laughs> Pun intended. 
uh, big meaty hands. And uh, if you are able to reunite the gem with this dagger, the legends, this has been lost for centuries. The legends say that you could, you could wish yourself a castle. You could bring someone back from the dead. You could save your mother. But and there's bring our chieftain back. Shit, because I'm not suited for seconds. this. I'm, I'm a hunter. I like killing. I do not like leading. No, you, you and me both, father. Um, <laughs> but we do have a magic you did user take here. after me all. Just point me in the direction of the enemy so I can swing my swords. I know where the giants are. I know not where the dragon's hole is. I would imagine the dragon would make an appearance when we can cause enough chaos. Whittle down its troops. There is, aside from the two that you killed, there is one at their lead. I will not call them a chieftain because that is a place of respect and dignity mm. uh, but at their head they have a female frost giant who wields great strength despite their their evil nature uh, and m- minus the two that you killed and the ten or so we've managed to pick off there's about ten with her and an adult white dragon at their head. I know not why they take orders from the dragon, but I know that if a dragon swooped in and killed our leadership or subdued us or we had weaker wills, there is a good chance that we would at very least have to do what it said as well. So, do what you must, but end this. Like I said, we used to live peacefully with these frost giants living further up the mountain we can return to that I would I, you know less death is good as much as I like killing something so maybe no, this uh, is your father yes you're quick on the uptake huh dwarf he's uh, I'm wise he, he's struggling right now why Because of this, and he's going to gesture to his cloak. That's still the jug of alchemy. Arms pop out of the cork holes, and he point at yourself. (laughs) And he says, because you are made of porcelain, clay. His his magical jug was broken during our fight with those giants, and it doesn't produce any more ale. See, or if he likes to drink. It was magical in nature. Spring of alcohol? Magdor's gonna hold up three fingers and he's going three gallons per day. And you drank all of it? Every day? Magdor's gonna look over to the party and look back at the uh, chieftain and look down. And mm, say Perhaps it is a yes. blessing in disguise that you do not have this jug your reliance on it will end. That is a good thing. Hmm. Opinions. Well, we will we'll figure that out. Um, 
Not a concern. A concern is now how do we effectively combat these giants and the dragon? And from mm. what you've just said, it seems like we were to maybe slay the dragon first. We could reach some sort of understanding with the giants. Possibly. The only issue is that I have only seen the dragon coming from further up the mountain, and the only way to get there is either up a near sheer cliff, or going through where the giants currently call home. Full. <clears throat> yes. Would there be any consequences of bringing your mother back? And Nox at this point would be standing not too close because I, they saw that there was like a respected distance, but like back turned to the party looking down because just because they brushed away the Raven Queen's uh, demands doesn't mean that the thought was completely pushed away <laughs> because when uh, was it Baruch? Baruch? Goruk. Uh, Goruk. Goruk. Uh, was talking about uh, the sword could bring her back. Uh, Nox thought that that you know once a Goliath dies, it's done. There's you know everybody's happy, but when they talk about the possibility, like it's a good thing, the thought you know creeps back in their head. It make an insight check for me. Okay. Um. Uh. Twenty three. Yeah, it seems like the only reason why. Uh, you don't. I, I, obviously, you don't know Goliath culture outside of what Volus told you. But it sounds like right. this was the only reason this is exempt to what you would understand as an honorable death is because of the nefarious nature of it. Uh, dying in battle, awesome, great. But it sounds like the way she was killed was not honorable, and therefore her death was unwarranted and a return to life would be a good thing for that reason. If she could come back with stipulations, would you want her back full? Vol's um, eyes would probably narrow at this. Well, I'm Goldrick right now. You saw my eyes narrow too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Double squinty eyes. What kind of stipulations? She would have to pay back a debt, I'm pretty sure, but it's possible. I would have to speak to somebody about this, but it's possible she could be brought back if and uh, Nox would sigh if we made a deal with somebody um I I, I just want to make sure I remember like I'm not uh, metagaming here Nox never told anybody about uh, the Raven Queen right like either me or Magdor <clears throat> I, I believe so yeah uh, they've either like cartoonishly attempted to hide anything that involved it uh, I believe Magdor has seen taken a look at the blade one time a while ago so they have like an inkling I, I think but I think for the most part 
Uh, it's kind of like a, one of those uh, unrequited love in an anime thing where it's like, it's been poorly hidden, but it's still hidden, I guess you would say. So yes, to answer your question, yes, I believe so. For Bowl and Magdor, please make Arcana checks for me if you could. I got a uh, 16. All right, I got a 5. Okay, Magdor, you think it's what he's saying sounds like something of a pact that a warlock would make with someone. You know, usually power for some sort of price. Sounds very, very, very warlocky. Um, if it's magic in nature. Um, or you're not exactly sure the nature of what he's referring to. Nox, <clears throat> you're going to need to give us more information before you start A, bringing people back but also specifically just bring my mother back. I'm not going to do shit. I was just asking. I thought she would be best at rest, Volt, but if you feel like she should be brought back, I just needed the no. I'll give you finer details later if there's a possibility. What would you do? Speak plainly, well, grandson. If we're going to be honest here, uh, <laughs> I'm not a well, I'm adopted. Uh, <laughs> congratulations, uh, you're you have a granddaughter that's a half elf. Uh, I've been adopted by more than one person, so to speak. Uh, you see, unfortunately, uh, Vol here is great at uh, teaching me how to swing the sword, but I actually still don't know how to do it. He, as you see, I, like I'll show my arm, and then I'll like sloop the uh, my forearm, so it just kind of like cartoonishly mm-hmm. like goes downward instead of upwards. But uh, him and I made an agreement that I should learn how to properly control my magic as I began producing like. A small flame in my hands and I found somebody that showed me how to control my magic as this burning red flame starts to turn towards more of a purplish hue uh, more translucent and apparent and I go I met mother Paul who is this woman did you mate with her I don't know who he's talking about, if I'm being completely honest. This is all new to me. And, uh, from the corner of the room that was a little darkened by the presence of a fire that flickers, you see a old thin-looking woman that is a Goliath. All of you. As she... It seems as though she sat there unmoving in the corner. And, uh... (laughs) She says, This is dark magic you speak of, young lady. Whoa! Who the hell are you? And he says, (laughs) This is a shaman. Well, I, I, uh, hello. I, are you my grandmother, great, 
grandmother? The tribe is all one family. She is our then, yes. She was our village's sky watcher. Um, not many Goliaths know magic. Uh, those that do tend to play the shaman role. What? <laughs> is her name? Uh, mother. She goes by no other name. I summon the raven to my shoulder. Oh, she has a name. Most glorious name. Step away from my chieftain. I take one step away from the chieftain. She, yeah, she's referring to the, the wife at that point. <clears throat> Wait, she's doing what now? Uh, no, that's I, she was referring to not the current chieftain. She's talking about the wife, the dead one. Oh, I don't think Nox would know that. <laughs> away from her now. Oh, this chieftain. Uh, sorry. Oh, I have seen the towards, future. She uh, will be returning, but she will not be coming back like that. I mean, if that's the agreement, I'm, I'm understanding of that. The bones have spoken it. I told the chieftain that Bull would return. Prodigal son would come home and save his mother. He did not believe me. It was far fetched. I understand. But now you are here, Bull. Welcome, returned son. This dark stain will not be the way that she returns. You will bring her back. Vol's just gonna nod. And One nod. I double finger guns like, you got it, Grandma. Hagdor's going to look at the common and say, Can you fix this? And hold up the alchemy jug. She walks towards you, and her long, grayish, bony fingers take it. She holds it up. Yes. What? It seems as though you would lie too much on this. What are you trying to I... keep down? <laughs> Is this fucking Alcoholic Anonymous episode? What's going on here? Uh, when she says I will that, make Mag a deal with you, Dwarf. I will ale. not cry further. If you can go a full ten day without having a drop of ale, I will fix your jug. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. And she gives you the jug back and says, Very well. But I know that you are masking some sort of pain and it is best usually to confront these things I hope you do Magdor is going to take the jug and turn around uh, from everybody and kind of stare towards the back of the tent okay and uh she the shaman <laughs> she moves towards you Vol 
kind of slinks up to you because she's a little slinky. Just think like a less evil looking, uh, uh, what's, who's the lady from Emperor's New Groove? I forget her name. Yzma. Uh, like a less evil looking tall Goliath Yzma. Uh, just very long and bony. And That's she's scary got, dog. Her, her tattoos are very runic and, uh, mm-hmm. druidic almost in nature. And she says, it is good to see you, my boy. She pats you on the face. She's still shorter than you because she's like, she's hunched in her old age. It is uh, bittersweet to be back. We've got a job to do, and then we can uh, catch up. All I know is that each day you must take things as they come to you, and today is a good day. Chieftain, shall I show them to their tent? He says, unless there's anything else you would like to speak about before we head off to bed for the evening. Um, we could probably get more specific details in the morning, but uh, we are sore from killing those two giants. On top of the oh, travel. Yeah, I'm really tired of her. Yes, um, these two did well on the journey up here. For non-Goliaths, they handled it quite well. Right. That's a shame your prophecy didn't save Bull and Company. That's weird. Bones. Wait, does that mean I'm gonna die? Because that's that's troubling, actually. Do not read into it, young lady. Okay. Life is well, about choices. I can't read Goliath, so I guess that works out. Make the right ones, and you'll be fine. Hug. Uh, Nox wants to hug her, but they don't go forward, just arms wide kind of thing. It's just kind of like you're opening yourself up, kind of. Yeah. And she says, this is the um, thing that Trod spoke about, the hug. Oh. Yes. Um, they seem to like uh, the embrace quite, quite, quite a lot. Come close, young lady. Come here. <laughs> and she's bony and, and cold. <laughs> Like, okay. <laughs> way less warm and comforting than hugging Trot or Vol or, or the Chief. You know, like, yeah. So, but she does um, is she you. taller than me? Yeah. Yeah, she's about six and okay. a half, seven feet tall. Um, like, straight up, or is she hunched over or anything like that? Uh, like, probably yeah. when she was full grown. So, yeah, she's probably hunched to about six feet tall. Like, I got this giant Yeti fur cloak that, you know, I just kind of spread wide. And, you know, I tried to, like, wrap it around her just to warm her a little bit as I embrace, and I go, Traveler's blessing be with you. That's more like it. Shit, you know the Traveler's son? I believe he goes by many names. Cool. The Traveler seems in line with the other ones. So if you're talking about who I think you're talking about, then... Good luck winning tug of war that is going on for your services. What? <laughs> it's like, Nox like leans back like, eh. You ever need help? I am here. Yes, I actually could use my alchemy jug getting fixed. I don't usually drink, but it's just a shame that it broke. I believe that you are speaking on behalf of the dwarf. 
who is now cradling it and staring into the corner. Yes, I'm his lawyer representing. Is there anything I can do to have you fix it? it I haven't not. drank it for 10 days. Make a deception check. <laughs> well, I haven't drank it from it in 10 days. No, I know, but it's the whole deception that you're saying this is your alchemy jug. Oh, we're going back to that one. Yeah, I rolled a 20. Okay. Yeah, she says, if it's truly yours, uh, then I would be willing to fix it. But then I wouldn't have to be able to share it with him, I'm assuming. Uh, I just worry for people who seem to mask their feelings, and this dwarf is wearing pretty thick mask, maybe several. I'm quite literally wearing the alchemy jug. <laughs> <laughs> is that your new persona? Your alchemy man is just... You carved into like some kind of uh, shiny anime mask. I'm the trash guy. Jump in the ring and I just start eating trash. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what? It's from. It's always sunny from? from Phil. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. It's a uh, Danny DeVito. Trash man. Anyway, yeah. and she says, "So I could fix it for you if you could wrench it from his body. Is he the alchemy jug now, or has he simply?" transformed i don't know because honestly asking the the fix alchemy it's like fixing him at this point so i'm not even sure hmm. he's he's a bunch of pieces right now and honestly magdor's gonna just kind of look up and look over uh come um and as gonna, he calls him over well, uh your father uh he says son I know that these are trying times, but it seems like you have found, uh, found a family. You know that the tribe was always the whole family, and after you left, we, um, our pride kept us from reaching out to you, but Trod showed us we were wrong. I mean... If we we are a people who who do not that we don't have any beliefs or any gods, but we we believe more in actions and the words or the beliefs of higher beings. And I think, despite that, I was meant to be exiled. Strange as that might sound. Mm. Um, and while I'm saying that, I'm going to pull out uh, one of my friendship coins. <laughs> I'm going to hold it up to him and present it to him. And like, uh, we've been making these and giving these out to people who we trust and who we can consider allies, at the very least. Trod has one. I feel like... And then I'm just going to hold it out for him. Where is the one for your mother? Then I'm gonna pull out a second one, and then I'm gonna go stand up and, uh... Sort of, I guess, place one in her hand. Mm-hmm. Along with uh, her holding the flowers. Yeah, and you realize, too, that underneath the flowers in... Because both hands... One hand was grasping the flowers. Inside of the flowers was the top, 
or this the bottom of her the hilt of her weapon, which was down underneath the blanket. So she was holding flowers and a sword. <laughs> Fitting. Uh, and yeah, in the other hand, you're able to place the coin, and so now it's kind of between right there, yeah. top of her other hand. And he says, "I may not always trust the shaman, but she has never been wrong. So bring her home, but first get some rest." And he flicks the coin and catches it, and he says, "And no longer will you be unwelcome here. You and your." ward and jug friend are welcome in the Val Nagoni tribe and valley whenever you uh, wish they're... and then Vol's gonna not then say they're an odd bunch but hey once all of this is over I could tell you about the time I got kidnapped and it took them a while to find me <laughs> you were kidnapped ah yeah. surely they took you in your sleep it took me in my sleep they must have done something to my food or my drink I get Unhonorable. the way. Also, if you're willing, I could teach you. Yeah, your brother told me that he gave you the book. Yes, um, and I'm slowly, slowly learning from it. Once this is over, if you want, we could spend some time learning the ways. Training. Deal, I'll save the village and then you'll teach me to become stronger. He puts his hand out in an odd gesture because you know that he doesn't norm. Sorry, that was really loud. Jeez Louise. In an odd gesture, he puts his hand out and uh, says, shake on it. I hear this is a thing when people make agreements. It took me a while to understand it, and then I'm going to shake his hand. They seem to prefer... This physical contact for agreeing on things when simple words are not enough for some reason. Uh, well, you, you, you gotta do full full forearm, like, it's called the predator handshake. Usually word is good enough, yes? Yes. The deal. Then no shake. We do things like Goliath here. No shake. You save okay. a village, I teach you the way. And then uh, <laughs> under his breath, Wald's gonna mutter, hell yeah. Because I he thought you were going to say, I was hoping you were going to go, this is the way. <laughs> and he goes, I have spoken. Get some rest, son. Good. And then Volt's going to gather up his things. Uh, oh, also, this is uh, Twilight. I know you probably now, noticed him, but. <laughs> he begins to, he puts his hand out. Twilight immediately hops on his hand and just like crawls up his shoulder and starts nuzzling him. While that was going on, Magdor, you had sputtered over, you puttered over to him, at, or to the shaman and Nox. Uh, let's pick it up there real quick. Hi. Have you come Magdor? to make fun of me more? No. Uh, the um, jug is apparently theirs, so I will fix it for her. Magdor was about to say no it's not but for the first time in his life as soon as as soon as she said I'll fix it for her he just he like opens his mouth and immediately closes it again so he doesn't know what to say you you are in possession of this you were very saddened by it I I still worry for you but 
If it is not yours and it is hers, then I will fix it. It is hers. She just lets me drink from it. You drink three gallons a day with her permission? This is still unacceptable. What if she keeps it and only lets me drink two gallons? One and a half. I mean, you won't be there, so deal. <laughs> In Goliath you culture, fool. the word of a person is worth more than anything else. So, keeping your word is your bond and does not affect me. It only affects you. So, may I please have the jug? He's gonna hold it out to her. And she I'm gonna call it. it now as a player, and I'm gonna give Glenn the idea. The jug is now like the limited jug of alchemy where it can only produce 1.5 gallons a day. <laughs> Half as much for every quantity. Fucking big brain right there. Um, and uh, after that, it just produces mayonnaise instead. She closes her eyes and begins to chant stuff in giant. Um, and you see her hands kind of start to glow like a deep green. And that, that energy overtakes the jug itself. Um, and where there were, you know quirks and all these things and it it's almost like you know when in in movies and television when things lose life they lose essence they lose energy they tend to kind of almost go grayscale and get a little duller it's almost what happened with this jug when you put it back together it wasn't as vibrant as it was before you know um but through that greenish energy you see that start to be replenished and it's almost like the color begins to wash back into it and she takes a deep breath, and the energy retracts back into her hands, and she says, Here you go, my dear. Your jug is fixed. Uh, Magdor's gonna say, Thank you. And he's gonna immediately open up the ale court and oh, take a drink. Oh, she gave it to Nox. Oh, okay. Never mind. Magdor is, reach- <laughs> Magdor is reaching for it as, like, it's going across his body over towards Nox, and he's like, he's just hoping that she'll hand it to him. Thank you. My name's Nox, by the way. What should I call you, Grandma? Or should I just call you Grandma? Grepa. One, one more time? Grepa. Is, is there an accent there? I, I don't understand. In giant culture, we roll our R's usually. Grepa. Oh, so... <clears throat> Gra- no M. Grepa. 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 Grepa Skywalker. Skywatcher? Skywatcher. <laughs> Grepa Skywatcher. Skywatcher. I'll call you. Grepa. If you need to call Grepa. me Grandma or whatever that is, it is close enough to my name. Oh, no. It, it's, it's it's not the, the that part that's get. Yes. Sorry. I, 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 I can't. He is the player. I can't roll ours. <laughs> what is this grandma? What is this grandma? Uh, do you want the the right, the simple answer, or the right answer? What does it mean? It means you're the parent of a parent. Oh. Huh. I guess we never put much stock in it, but I am indeed Vol's parent of parent. 
I'm honestly surprised you even have a stock market. Magdor is going to kind of reach for the jug that Vol is currently, or that Nox is currently holding. Please, this C is Can hers. I have one Massive drink? Board? You can wait later, Magdoru. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I give a look over at Magdor. Magdor's going to look down and look at the shaman and say, uh, thank you. And he's going to say Rutabaga and change back into a normal cloak. Why does this matter so much to you? I'm a dwarf. I like to drink. Hmm. And good night. And then she just steps away. <laughs> says, "Let me know if you need anything else." But I must. Backdoor's gonna I say. Must bed. And it was my first toy. Hmm. She gives you a quick wink. Uh, knocks as she leaves. She says, sleep well, friends. And she slides out of the tent and heads off. Right about the time your dad is playing with Twilight and you guys see Twilight climbing and on uh, on Goruk's shoulder and uh, nuzzling him. He says, a fine creature. Did you kill its mother and take it? No, he no. holds him in front of um, him. Oh, we, uh... Will you eat him? No, he's, uh, I, you see, I've grown rather fond of animals. Not that I wouldn't eat. throws him in the air. <laughs> and then Twilight just starts flying around the room. He's just fascinating. Going to, like, gets the sword ready. Not that, uh, I've stopped eating meat, father, but I've grown rather fond of animals. This is Twilight. We met him on our journey up here. And there's mm. a horse that, uh, Trod actually stole. God damn it. Uh, Sparkle <laughs> Sparks. He told me Beautiful about Wonderful. I was terrifyingly angry at him, of course, just for face, but in private, I smiled. It was, it was, it felt like old times. I'm and not going to lie, the way Vol described this whole scenario, I imagined when I finally got to meet you, you'd be like a stone-cold thug, but you you seem awfully nice, and it's weirding me out. How many years has it been, Vol? Uh, almost two decades, I think. Been a long 20 time. years has made me soft. Granddaughter. <laughs> you just hear Nox just get fluttery. And, um, uh, Magdor, your name was? Yes? I know that this ward has been adopted by my son, therefore they are part of the tribe. Of Al Nugoni. And you okay. are a part of their party. If you are able to, as a group, save us, defeat the dragon, then effectively you will become Val Nugoni as well, and both of you will receive your own title. I, I already have a title. Not a Val Nugoni title. Can't you can't go wrong with more titles, Magdor. But I like mine, Ball Crusher. It doesn't take away from Ball Crusher. He he, he crushed balls <laughs> barehanded. It was well. I mean, it, when your hand is made of metal, how hard is it to crush things? 
I mean, those things were the size of beach balls. And he just ob- obliterated them. It was Audrey a Duragar. is easier to pop. A Duragar? Wonderful. Those terrible mountain wolves. It was, it, like, you terrible were naked, cousins. weren't you, Magdor? When you, uh, uh, when you fought the Duragar. naked? You were uh, naked nope. and you crushed a Duragar's beach ball balls? That's uh, what I heard. Hmm. Well, I will hear more of this another time. But let us reconvene in the morning. Trod should be outside, and he will take you to a tent that has been set aside for you. In the morning, we will speak and uh, hopefully begin to deal with this. Oh, we're in for a we're in for a, an adventure. Vol says as he's trotting around and trying to leave. I'm going to start a TPK by holding this alchemy jug, and I'm going to whisper the word vinegar. Okay. That's it. Uh, Make a stealth check to make sure that it is not heard by anybody, because it is a pretty closed Uh, space. Eleven. Eleven? What are your passives? I got them written down. Uh, Magdor, you're close enough that you hear him whisper something, but you don't quite make out exactly what it is. But you know he said something towards the jug. Um, and Vol, you know exactly what he said. Um, as, and then at that moment, he starts to gesture for you to go out. I'm gonna head out, and, uh, as I do, I'm gonna turn around and say, I have a drink now. Let's wait until we get back to the the room ten thing. <laughs> We're so used to being in hotels, it's hard to remember sometimes. <laughs> I know. I mean, this is probably not going to be five star, but honestly, this is going to be an authentic experience. We get to live in Lamping. a Val Nugoni tent. Wait, is that a year? Wait, wait. like, uh, like the the comprehension that. Grandpappy uh, finally like named me a Val Nugoni. Like it, it started to click, and it's like, wait. I'm gonna start side eyeing at uh, Vol. Has Vol said any response to this to uh, his father naming me a Val Nugoni? Uh, he said both you and Magdor would receive nicknames if you were able to save the village. It's kind of like a coming of age thing in Belgrade. Oh, I thought you said since I was adopted, I got it. But you'll Did get your change? nickname once you kind of prove yourself. You are a Valnagoni, uh, but you have not yet earned your name. That's that's fine. That's fine. Take what you can get. But what what does Vol think about that? Um. Vol wouldn't uh, think too much of it um, because it was essentially this was a decision by the chief and um, I guess Vol's never really put except for his, he's not put too much as uh, Brandon put it too much stock in other people's names so to Vol not to take away from the pleasure that Nox might be feeling, he didn't think too much of it this just seems like matter of business it, like it made sense to him right? my word finally come up or makes sense that you know now that my exile's been lifted you're given the name okay that's it uh, so I look at Trod and I go Uncle Trod for some reason I, I, I love the idea of calling him Uncle Trod 
So how did it go? I didn't hear weapon clashes, so I assume... Amiably? I didn't even realize the shaman was in there. Uh, sure. Yeah, me neither. Guy which has always been a little sneaky. Um, mm. But no, it went... Always watching. Don't tell her I said this, but sometimes expected. it's a little creepy. Creepy, I don't understand it. Why can't you just walk around, around him and says, it's okay. What's she creepy, throws bones and like kills small animals and reads their intestines. It's all very odd to me. As long as it she helps like the, the village, we it's not our place to try and understand it. Did she say anything? Is she you? like the teacher from Invader Zim? I didn't watch Invader Zim. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll shut up. <laughs> um, she said that. I'm I'm having a hard time believing, but she said that I'm the one. It was prophesied, or she foresaw that I would be the one to come home and save. Uh, the village. Uh, sweet. Um, good. I'm glad that it fits in line. She's not usually wrong, though. But, could we... Would you be joining us when, when whenever we decide to take action? I will have to... I don't know if Father made it evident, but our... Our ability to provide for those who are non-combatants at this point, despite the fact that most people can fight, frost giants and dragons are another thing, so we can't stray too far from the village. Well, we can't stray too far from this place. It's not home, well, but we will rebuild. Understood. I'm sure whatever plan we come up with, the village will help in any way they can. But if it means to protect those while they can and you can't join, Yes, we can provide supplies and food if you need for a journey, or if you need to climb, we have climbing supplies. Well, we'll figure this out in the morning. Uh, yes, yes, it is late. Um, before we sleep, I do want to do one quick thing. I'm going to pull out my stones and send a message to Sibsian. Okay. Say, oh, magic uh, stones, okay. Yeah. We're about to fight a dragon. Is there anything you can do to help us? Why in God's name are you fighting a dragon? And, and that's, that's it for the today. only message you can send for today. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> uh, uh, and then he, at that point, he uh, gestures for you. To, towards the tent and pulls the flap up and he says this is for you the fire has been stoked there is some food in there uh, for you to eat before going to sleep we will wake you in the morning when it is time to convene understood it's good to see you Trod likewise brother Paul's gonna duck inside I follow him behind so good night same to you Mr. Paul I I look at Trod expectantly. Nox does, rather. Oh, right, the hug thing. And he puts his arm out as he holds it up and uh, <laughs> puts his arm over you and just, like, pats you. And he's like, am I doing it right? Yes. Uh, think of it like a, a grapple without actually wanting to... Like, you want to hold them in place without crushing them. Oh. Okay. I, I am patting. Pat, pat. Okay. And he, uh, like, pushes you I, forward I and he don't... says, go to sleep now. 
Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, senpai. <laughs> um, and with that, you were all three in there. Is there anything you want to do before you go to sleep? It is cozy. Yep, uh, slide it is the warm. Jug right over to the mag door. Vols, don't drink tonight. Vol's not gonna say anything. Uh, because he knows what's about to happen. Instead, he's just gonna spend some time eating, cleaning himself a little bit, and then going to bed and just hanging out with Twilight. I want you not to really make say a anything. history check with disadvantage, Magdor. And while he does that, I'm gonna go, Magdor, I'm gonna make this very clear. You are not to drink this tonight. I don't trust that shaman lady. I rolled a Jeez. nine. You don't remember what this cork opens. Um, but it could be ale. It's just been a while since you've used it. For some reason, you can't remember exactly which cork you use for the ale. I'm yeah, been going to like see three hours. If... <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm going to see if I listen to what uh, Knox said. Okay, make oh, a. Yeah. Can, well, oh. You can't read lips, can you? No, no. I yeah. was just saying Magdor as a character would he listen to what Knox said. So I was going. Like, I did a wisdom just, saving yeah. throw. Oh, what Nox yeah, just yeah, said. yeah. You you absolutely listen to Knox, but I mean, it's your, you can hear Knox what they say. No, 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 no. I mean, like if I take Knox's advice, because Knox said don't drink from this. He doesn't trust her. That's your call. So absolutely. Yeah. So I rolled a twenty-three. So he's going to listen to Knox. Okay. He's going to say. He's gonna be like, yeah, probably right. And uh, before he goes to bed, he's going to dump out uh, the rest of his iron coins and make a second hand, similar to the first, but not autonomous. This one doesn't move by itself. Right. And, and that's what I do, and then I go to bed. Okay. And Nox, what do you do before you go to bed? I'm gonna look at Vol and get his attention. How are you attempting to get Vol's attention? Uh, I, I think they would uh, sit on the edge of the bed, look at you attentively, and then kind of do the ham uh, ham kind of <clears> thing. <throat> the thick Professor Umbridge. Okay. <laughs> yes. You and I need to talk about I I'm sure you've noticed I have gotten a little bit stronger over these past few weeks and I may have made some decisions when I was trying to find you that I do not regret but I believe they come with responsibilities and I think as the group you should know what they are but it with responsibilities come opportunities. It, 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 as I describe, like a Ponzi scheme, essentially, uh, whatever you call it, uh, the pyramid scheme. And I, the, I like the, if you if you if Nox would have done like a pyramid scheme description, uh, the more you would have been talking about it, the more you would see sort of like Vol eyes, Vol's eyes like glaze over as you either lost him or you like just stop paying attention. And so you see, if I sell ten vacuums, I get one free, and I sell that for a price. No, uh, uh, you don't say. Uh huh. <laughs> Vol, I am 
a I don't know what the term would be a, a paragon if you will of I call her mother but I suppose you would know her as the Raven Queen your Magdor's tinkering stop for a second and then continue oh, on. Oh shit! You're still you're still awake. <laughs> Would Vol know the Raven Queen? Make an Arcana check. It's you possible. Take a religion check. Arcana or religion? I mean, honestly, it's the same sort of thing. Pantheons, because she is a deity of very high arcane energy. So, to be fair, uh, for Vol, it's an intelligent. Yeah, my modifier's the same. Way. So, like. Regardless, I, I rolled Arcana, but if it was religion or intelligence, I got a, I got an ape. Any? You've never heard of her. Ah, uh, Raven Queen. Which is exactly what Nox is hoping for. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, is the Raven's Queen strong? She's very strong. She helping you control, learn your magic better. She has helped me become the best thing I think I can, and she offered me to help bring back your mother, but I believe your mother would have to work a little with her in order to pay off the cost. But I need to speak with her to get further details on that, just in case this whole other magical sword heals life thing you got going on over there with Destiny, I... Honestly, I know my stuff sounds far-fetched, but come on, a magical sword that brings people to life? What, what chances does that happen? First you of think all, the cleric over there would be able to bring him back to life? First of all, it's a dagger. As I pull it's it out. It's a dagger, I'm sorry. Second of all, it supposedly contains the soul of some prince from the elemental plane. That's what Brandon said, but... Can only if, bring people back to life for a minute. If they've died within a minute. Well, whether this finding this gem and placing it back in in this restores her or not, um, I'd rather it not than making a deal with mother you called her and not be able to resume her duties. That seems more dishonorable than just staying dead. Because then we would have we would have. Not vengeance, but we would have cleansed her dishonor by by killing these giants or making a deal with them and by slaying this dragon. I think we'd be achieving the same outcome regardless. Uh, from Player the Dungeon Master, I recall that last episode I had a dream with the Raven Queen and she wanted to know the location of a tiefling. Could you remind me of uh, the contents of that dream? Uh, the, the tiefling was yeah you don't have to roll anything for that for sure. uh, the, the tiefling was the one who um, forged the weapons um, tend to strike wind vein the uh, weapons that seem to hold essence, part of the essence of these elemental princes and I'm supposed to assume that this motherfucker is still alive okay no that's that's fair and <laughs> I, I look over at Vol and I say, well, usually what happens is I'll think uh, I'll think of her and uh, she'll hopefully give me further details. But I, I also pretty much scolded her uh, 
when you scold a powerful person that gets upset with you, uh, sometimes bad things happen. So if I wake up and I'm completely purple or I'm missing an eyeball, uh, that's probably what happened. I will... Uh, I... These are things that are beyond my understanding, Nux. Uh, I've, we've been over this, I'm... Uh, which is... I'm... I, I just... And I mean, I can swing my sword or shoot my bow. But I can tell you, if you were to bring her back, and if she were not who she was, if it wasn't me, either my father or my brother would have killed you first. Well, at least we're being honest, but I also think that the idea that I was just going to like force this abomination down your mother's throat and just bring her back into some kind of demon creature seemed a little bit far-fetched step away from the chieftain right I'm sorry grandma was a bit uncanny there it was like I was holding a potion that turned her into a llama or something well at this point she'd be your great grandmother oh okay yeah that's true she's great grandma wow Voli you knew that yeah I'd be is it odd to know who your parents parent is apparently uh, I think that's something you might have picked up when you uh, hopped off the mountain, so to speak. I did uh, not. Great great grandma did. It didn't she occur didn't to even me. Know. Well, well, I've picked up words in common that we don't really use here, but yes, in this relation, she would be your great grandmother. Huh. Cool. I'm not sure if she likes me. I think well, it's uh, dependent on uh, if I sound spooky or not. Well, don't mind her too much. She's also a little creepy. Don't tell Good, her I said that. That makes two of us. <laughs> I, I look around for sh uh, shadows in the corner. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll decide what to do in the morning and how we want to go about this. And Vol's saying this as he's starting to put things away and maybe feed Twilight something, grab a little bite for himself to eat, and then he sits down. And as he's getting ready to sleep, because uh, we can either we could either fight the giants head on, take them out first, and then focus on the dragon. But if the dragon's controlling the giants, and then if we start taking them out, the dragon's gonna come down, and then fighting the dragons and the giant at the same time, that's not. That's not good. So either we go after the dragon first, and then go after the giants and make a deal with the, it's. I need to see this place in the daylight so I can figure out which way to go, and maybe, you know, my father or Trod would be able to assist us in some sort of strategy. Oh boy, Craven. Uh, you and I can talk telepathically. Oh, you beautiful thing, you and yours nice steel feathers. Why don't you uh, patrol the camp and wake me up if something that is as big as that bearded motherfucker I melted the face off earlier comes in, or a dragon or something? Uh, can can you do that for me? Oh. Well, shit. Say no more, senpai. Uh, <laughs> it takes off. Okay, I'm like, well. Time for my uh, parent-teacher conference as I pass face uh, or pass out face first into the pillow. Okay. Magdor, do you anything after you finish your minting your coins or just go straight to sleep? I just I put my new hand on and I have my old hand. I just kind of set it aside and I'm assuming it kind of crawls up into 
into the bag. Whatever it wants to do, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I head to sleep. Okay. And Vol, you put your stuff away and then crash as well? Yep. As uh, you, you just hear like a muffled shout as uh, Nox turns into their changeling form and pops the bra off and just sloops onto the bed. Uh, and all of you go to bed and you all sleep well. It's comfortable. Um, and Ten hours straight. Knox, uh, as you sleep, uh, you begin to dream about something odd. Um, and you see yourself kind of in an endless darkness as if you're... And the ground is not made of something solid. It's water. Black water. But you can't go into it you just stand on it and you hear what sounds like millions of flaps of wings and have you seen when water is vibrated and it just kind of like shakes and like a bunch of points will you know appear on it the ground begins to shake um and that's where we're gonna pause until next week uh and we'll find out exactly what's happening in your brain (laughs) And what is uh, the next step for trying to save the Val Nagoni village from the Frost Giants and the white dragon named Cryovane? Cryovane. All right, well, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at two times Tyler. All letters, one word. Where can we find you, Nick? You can find me on Twitter at LRThe11th. And they're all letters. And forgive me, I can't remember who's going next. So, Glenn, where can people find you? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Glenn Houston. Glenn with two N's. Houston looks like Huston. What about you, Brandon? Find me on Twitter <laughs> at Zigzagoon. All letters. I thought there was an O there. We are a part of Casual Master Quest, a podcast network dedicated to giving you the video game news and tropes you deserve. You can find the show everywhere you can Google and on Twitter at CMQ Network. That was Nick. That was Brandon. That was Glenn. This is Tyler. That was Mommy trying to steal the soul of another mommy. And we will see you next week on another session of Casual Quest Masters. And don't forget to never stop the quest. Bye bye. He's asleep already. It's too late for him. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of Casual Quest Masters. Thank you so much to you, our listeners, for being here, and to Sirenscape for allowing us to utilize their amazing programs for sounds and music. Check them out at sirenscape.com. We hope to see you here next time for the next episode of Casual Quest Masters. Casual Quest Masters.